It's a beautiful day at the homestead. Hello, and welcome to Beyond the Tower, the Omni Homestead Resort's original podcast series. I'm your host, Jesse Bruton. Today, we're speaking to John Hess, Director of Sales and Marketing for the Omni Homestead Resort, and Seth Ellis, owner and brewer of Bacova Beer Company. John, Seth, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, glad to be here. Why don't you tell us a little about yourselves? Well, I'm John Hess. I've been here at the Homestead for about two years and a couple of months. I was previously at the Omni Bedford Springs. I've got two daughters and a wife, and we love the outdoors. Spend a lot of time mountain biking, hiking, and we do a lot of skiing in the winter. And I'm Seth Ellis. Uh, like you said, I'm a brewer, owner of Bacoba Beer Company with my wife, Emily. We've lived in Bath County for about seven years now. We've been running Bacoba Beer. We're in our third year now. Our kitchen's still in our first year. Love living here. Couldn't imagine being anywhere else. So what originally brought you to the Homestead area? Work, actually. Um, it's very serendipitous how we ended up here. My wife and I both worked for the federal government, worked for the United States Forest Service, which manages the national forest system. Of course, Bath County is probably 50% plus national forest. So we were living in Blacksburg prior to here and jobs brought us here. And I was at Bedford, which is a smaller resort, and I was looking for the next step, and the homestead was a natural fit. I uh, grew up in Virginia, was born just one county away in Augusta County, and raised in the region. So coming here was my dream job, and so the opportunity to come here when it came up was a perfect fit. What is your favorite thing about what it is you do? My favorite thing is interacting with guests. I see too often at hotels and resorts, management teams don't interact with the guests. They don't talk to the guests. They don't learn what the guest wants or what they need. They talk amongst themselves and they decide what's best. I like spending time with the guests, learn what they love about the homestead and what makes it special to them. And that gives me an opportunity to share that with others and help them discover a new place. I mean, I brew beer for a living. Not much else to say there, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm very entrepreneurial. I've always wanted to own my own business. And we had a perfect opportunity to do that here. I'd homebrew for 10 years and always wanted to bring those recipes to people and create a community around beer. And so here we are. And they're very good. Yeah. <laughs> I know we talk about that in a different episode this season. <laughs> <laughs> so you have very different professions, but I understand that you have a shared passion. Can you speak about that a little bit? Sure. I've always been very active in the outdoors. That's kind of my happy place. That's where I find relief from the stresses of daily life. And uh, so I love to be outdoors. I discovered mountain biking in the early 90s, and I instantly fell in love. It took me back to the days when I was a young kid and got my first BMX bike. And we built a track around my friend's yard and had jumps and things. And when I got into mountain biking, I was like, wow, adults can do this too. So I fell in love with it, and I've been doing it off and on ever since. So John, as an avid outdoorsman, it sounds like you noticed something was missing when you first arrived here a couple of years ago. Yeah, I'm a believer in experiences, and I believe as a property like the Homestead, we need to offer first-class experiences in everything that we do. Our ski needs to be excellent. Our horseback riding should be excellent. Our skeet shooting and sporting clays, our golf and all. We want it to be the best because we want a guest to come here and have the best possible experience. So when I got here, one of the first things I did was I got on my mountain bike and I got our trail map and went out and rode around. And it took me a little while, but I finally found a, a route that was fairly decent. Uh, but quickly I realized there was things we could do to enhance that and make it a better experience. 
Can you give a few examples of those types of enhancements? Sure. So there's a section of the South Trail where it comes up on a double track trail, which is large enough for a truck to drive down. And it comes up and then it comes to pavement. And then you follow pavement around over the top of the owner's club. And it's a little ways before you can connect back into a trail. Well, as a mountain biker, I'd much rather be on single track where there's rocks and some roots and a couple of challenges as opposed to riding on the pavement. If I want to ride on the pavement, I'll get a uh, road bike and ride that. So we added in some trail sections there to connect a different section of the South Trail to the section that's across the road, eliminating a tire stretch of pavement while also improving the slope so that it's more rideable both up and down. Oh, so that's so interesting. I never even considered what it takes to change or affect a trail or even create one from scratch. What goes into that? Well, the first piece is planning. Making sure that where you're going to lay out the trail has the correct amount of elevation change so that it can be ridden safely downhill and uphill. And then once you do that, you plan it out. You make sure that you can clear all the trees out of the way. So it involves chainsaws, leaf blowers, and other equipment as needed. And then sometimes the actual groundwork where you've got to move small rocks and fill in holes. But it can get much more in-depth than that, depending on how much you want to impact the land. And I'm sure you've done some pretty extensive trail building, more so than just kind of following the lay of the land. Yeah, with the Forest Service, I used to do some of that. If you're running contour on a slope, it involves digging out a slope to make it flatter so you can ride upon it. Or even some rock work where if it's unrideable, you can kind of stack rocks and kind of almost piece them together so it makes for a more rideable surface. A lot of the older trails around here, not so much on homestead property, but in Greater Bath County, were built by the CCC back in the Great Depression days. And one trail in particular is Sandy Gap, which is on National Forest and connects into Dalfit. There's some beautiful, beautiful rock walls stacked gorgeous. by hand by the CCC back 100 years ago. And it's truly amazing just to look back and see how their work has lasted and how we're enjoying it. Even First today. time I saw those, I thought I was like in Ireland. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're just, yeah, it's they're beautiful cool. rock and they've got moss on them and lichen. It's gorgeous. And uh, that's another great trail that's right yeah. down the road, uh, starts right up at the airport yep. and heads right over to Douthat. Beautiful area. So how much of the trail is dictated by the natural terrain? It's a mix. A good bit of it is because you want to make sure that you work with that terrain. You don't want it to be where the average mountain biker is going to have to get off their mountain bike and push the bike up the hill. So if the hill's too steep, you want to go on the side of the hill, but you want enough elevation change so that after you do a climb, you get a nice rewarding downhill. And you want to put in a lot of curves so that when you're on the downhill section, instead of just bombing straight down the hill, it keeps your speed down a little bit, but it develops what we call flow where you wind back and forth. It gives a little bit of a feeling kind of like skiing or snowboarding, where you're just making these S turns back and forth. That's one of the, the nice joys that really anybody can appreciate, no matter what your skill level. We call it dirt surfing. <laughs> That's right. Got a beer named after it, too. <laughs> <laughs> so given those enhancements, what's the feeling now when you get to ride the trails? There's a sense of ownership, so I feel proud. There's nothing I like more than when I see another mountain biker out on the trails and they're like, these are great trails and we're having fun. So I just enjoy that. I, I feel a part of it. I feel like I'm providing something to the guests that's something outside of my normal job. 
Seth, what about you? What's your evaluation of the trails? Trails are great. You know, it has something for everybody. I mean, you can get on the North or the South Trail and those are not so much entry level, but they're kind of more novice. Or you can go on like the Deer Lake Trail, which has a lot more challenge, a lot more vertical gain. And there's a lot more payoff too. It's a nice, beautiful overlook up top, overlooking the resort and Hot Springs Valley South toward Allegheny County. It's a beautiful view up there. So there's a lot of reward for that. And even off of that, there's trails you can tie into on Nature Conservancy property. There's trails you can tie into on National Forest property. If you're adventurous enough, even tie into Douthat State Park, which is a couple of ridges over. So the riding here is just like the Indian word for Allegheny. It's endless. It goes on forever, it seems. Great trivia fact. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know uh, that yeah, one. They, I didn't know Allegheny. The, the Algonquin Indians had a word for the mountains. They called them Allegheny, which it was their word for endless because it looked like they went on. Now, you just mentioned a couple of trails that you said are good for novice. What's the spectrum of mountain biking trails? Are there some good for novice, advanced, intermediate? What's your recommendation there? Yeah, sure. So probably more on the novice side, you would probably, and I don't know if John agree with this, probably the North Trail. You know, it's more double track, which is like he said, you can drive a truck down if you wanted to. So it's wide. It's relatively easy grade. It's kind of stuff like that. South Trail is a little longer. It's a little more arduous uh, in terms of the roots and rocks. But again, it's nothing crazy. And then you have kind of a more advanced trail and deer lick. It's not long. It's not a huge climb, but it's something like if it was your first day on a bike, I wouldn't send you there. Let's let's put it that way. Or if you're a flatlander. Yes, there's that too. (laughs) Right. I walked a little bit of deer lick this morning and it was tough. I can't imagine trying to put a bicycle up there. You get lots of the hikers that encourage you when you climb that trail. They're like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Did you get lost? Yeah, exactly. It's like, why would you do this? But it is, I have to agree, the view at the top of Deer Lick is, it's amazing. One of the best views around in the area. Especially on a day like today. I mean, it's so clear. Like, I don't know if you guys have been outside today. It's like 65 and it's just Nice breeze. It's gorgeous. That Deer Lick's a special place. And there's there's a big outcropping up at the top. And then after the view... You start to climb up the side real close to the ridge. So there's a lot of rock outcroppings to the top and then just a downward slope to the right. And then you turn off of that and you start to hit some of the switchbacks down. And uh, those can be challenging as well. We've got volunteers that are working to help control runoff in that area. But that's a great, great trail. A lot of fun. Where we are here in Bath County, it's known as the Ridge and Valley province of the Appalachian Mountains. So where we have these long linear ridges that run basically northeast to southwest dissected by valley. So it's ridge, valley, ridge, valley, and they're all running parallel to one another. So you put a mountain bike trail on top of one of those and it really makes for just a long, amazing ride. I had some buddies come in from Asheville, which is kind of known as the mountain bike capital of the east. They don't have anything like that there. Uh, in Asheville, you got a lot of use, you got a lot of people, a lot of trails get blown out, as it were, from overuse and from erosion. But here it's like you got these moss covered trails, don't get a lot of use, they're not blown out, especially when you put a mountain bike trail on top of these ridges and you're able just to, like John said, flow. It's a truly amazing experience. They're so much fun and, and they just seem to be endless. You just go for miles and miles and, uh, you know, you, you weave your, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. The, uh, but you, you weave in between and all of a sudden you come a, alongside a rock outcropping 
And then you enter a section that's more covered with evergreens instead of hardwoods. And, you know, there's a section like that on South Mountain where all of a sudden it's all evergreens and there's pine straw down on the trail. And it, it feels like a completely different trail than the one you were on five minutes ago. And you just follow the different ridge tops. It really gives you a feel for the land around here and how diverse it is. It's something you don't catch on your first trip into the woods, but after you get to explore out into some of these areas and particularly on the ridgetops, you get that feeling of just how varied it is here. So do you have a personal favorite trail? My personal favorite is the one I made. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what what I did with the trail that wanted to cut out the paved section, I was able to connect with the original South Trail that was there prior to some development in the Nature Conservancy area and uh, made that trail so it it flows nicely down. It's got some nice turns. I'm hoping to eventually put in some banks so that they will have a little bit more of a smooth flow to them. And it just works its way down the mountain. So you get a good break from the climbing and then uh, you connect back to the South Trail and then there's another alternate trail you can take that has minimal elevation change. So you can still get a good workout, but it's not like climbing Deer Lick where you've got your heart rate to where it's getting anaerobic. So it adds a little bit of fun. The mountains here are steep enough that it's good for the average mountain biker or casual mountain biker to have some breaks from the elevation change. But it's nice too that we've got other trails where if you're hardcore, there's plenty of elevation to keep your heart going. My personal favorite trail right now is Little Mare. Have you been on that? I have not. Oh, man. It's about six and a half miles. It starts up at the top of Warm Springs Mountain, so it actually connects to Homestead property. And it drops six and a half miles down to uh, Bluegrass Hollow, which is on the other side of Warm Springs Mountain. And it's just got a little bit of everything. It's got some rocky, techy, steep sections. It's got some flowy, just some nice, beautiful backcountry trails. It's like you probably won't see anybody else out there if you're looking for that kind of thing. Right now, that's probably my favorite. I'll have to get out there and ride oh, that. Yeah. I haven't hit yeah, that one. Yeah, we just brushed it not too long ago. Nice. It's, it's wide open. Nice. Yeah. Very it's nice. Really good. The only problem is that when you're at the bottom, it's, you're kind of there. <laughs> you got to figure out how to get back Maybe over. I'll start at the bottom and work yeah, my way up. And, <laughs> now I can get the downhill. Yeah, the exactly. <laughs> so how can a guest or a traveler who's not familiar with the area learn about these trails and know where to start? So the two best ways that I would recommend, both for within the homestead and just in the region, the first is to get one of our trail maps. We've got several recommended routes on there. So you can look at those and choose your route. It shows the length of them. And then the second option is to go to mountainbikeproject.com. That's mtbproject.com. And if you go on there, our trails are listed on there and they're color-coded. Difficult trails are black. Intermediate trails are blue, easy trails are green, and that's the way all of the trails are there. You can also look at any other trails that are in Bath County on that same map, and it's all integrated, and it'll have different recommended routes as well. So it's a wonderful, wonderful app. You put it right on your phone. Nice thing about it, you're in a remote area where you may not have cell service. The app will still know exactly where you are when you're on the trail, even if you don't have cell service. So, for example, when I ride over at Douthat, there's zero cell service over there. But I can see exactly when I'm getting near the top of a ridge and make sure I still have enough lungs left to make it to the top. But you can also see, you know, if you're on a new trail you're not familiar with, how close are you to getting back to your car or getting back to the resort? So it's a very useful app. I highly recommend it. 
And so if a guest wants to go out on a trail, do they need to bring their own bike and helmet and equipment, or is that something that they can get from the resort? They certainly can bring their own equipment. We have many guests who do that, but we also have a mountain bike rental program. And so they can rent a bike from us and we'll give them all the equipment they need and they can go out and ride and enjoy it. So it's nice and convenient. If you've got your car already loaded and you don't have a bike rack, just come get one from us. We've got excellent mountain bikes. Um, we've got Giant and Rosignol bikes here that are available for rent. We also have a new program where we have e-bike rentals. Now, those are road-oriented bike. They're more of a cruiser-style bike, not a mountain bike. But in 2022, we plan to actually have e-mountain bikes, and those will be usable on our trails as well. So I've heard of e-bikes before, but I don't really know what makes them e So they have an electric motor that is a pedal assist and they have a choice of levels. So it can give you a 25% assistance. So if you're climbing a hill that would normally take your heart rate up to 180, if you get a 25% assist, it's going to take off some of that load, makes the pedaling a little easier and your heart rate might be more in the 160 range. You can also increase the power up to 50%. So then the bike's doing half the work and you're doing half the work. And then you can go to like turbo mode where it's almost like a a mini motorcycle, but it does about 80% of the work. And I've gone mountain biking with a couple of people who have e-bikes and uh, it's a fun challenge trying to keep up with them when when they have that. They just laugh when you're going up the hill. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I was pedaling up Dunn's Gap few weeks ago and here comes this dude and you can hear it like oh yeah and just <laughs> well i rode some of our trails a test drove an e-mountain bike and i rode a section that normally takes me a little over an hour and i think i finished it in 22 minutes wow. yeah. and uh i was like i was yeah. i came back to everybody else and i'm like come on let's go again and they're like we're done and i'm like what do you mean we're on e-bikes <laughs> <laughs> So after long afternoon of mountain biking, where's the best place that you love to go to just relax? There are two places. One is uh, sitting on the front porch of the homestead and having a glass of wine or having a cold beer from Bacova. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just sitting on the front porch is one of my favorite places. But the Serenity Garden down at our spa is also an absolutely wonderful place, especially if you want to soak in the uh, original hot spring in our octagon pool. There's nothing more therapeutic than that. Sounds like a really nice muscle recovery. Yes. Yeah. And just a stone's throw away from that octagonal pool is Bacoba Beer Company. So uh, right in downtown Hot Springs or across from the uh, post office. So that's really kind of the one unintended thing that's come out of starting this brewery is how much it is a gathering place for people to come and just chill out and have a good time and be themselves. So yeah, it's a place to go. And we can always talk about trails there too, because I mean, we're passionate about beer, but we're also very passionate about trails and specifically mountain biking. So we keep a stockpile of maps behind the bar of homestead trails, as well as just area trails in general. That's awesome. I bet there are going to be a couple listeners that take you up on that. Yeah, right on. So I'd love to get the insider scoop from you. If a guest had only one day to spend here, what is one thing that you would say you absolutely cannot miss? So for me, it's not on Homestead property, but it's a part of Homestead history, and that's Trapper's Lodge. That's right on top of Warm Springs Mountain. It is now Nature Conservancy property, but it was once Homestead property. And it was actually a place where straight up Trapper lived. 
And I don't know, it's 100 years ago or something like that, but the structure's still there and Nature Conservancy is keeping it up. And it's just a wonderful place. It's quiet. You won't see anybody up there just to get away because a lot of people coming from D.C. or Richmond and there's just nothing like it. You go up there, especially at night, it's dark. I mean, there's no light whatsoever and you can't hear anything, no cars, nothing. It's just you and nature up there and it's just, it's a magical experience. I would definitely agree. That is a, a wonderful spot up there. We discovered it by accident. Uh, I didn't did even you? know That's it was awesome. there. That's even better. And we were yeah. hiking and we're like, hey, check out, what is this? Yeah. It's, it's this lodge and we're like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, it just appeared. There's no roads there or anything. So it's a wonderful place. It's like an island in the sky. And it's as a crow flies or a bird flies or whatever, it's like, Three miles from here. Yep. You know, it's right on top of the mountain. The one thing I would say that's a must-do, it's also a hike, but our Cascades Gorge with numerous waterfalls, it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen on Earth. I actually love it in the winter because the water is is naturally warm. So everything around, it's it, you know, we call it stick season. Everything's brown, but there's greenery right along the water and it really stands out and it makes the falls just absolutely beautiful. And uh, the first time I went and hiked, I had my oldest daughter with me and uh, one of the guys at the Cascades golf course just said, hey, do you guys like waterfalls? And we were like, yeah. And he said, go hike down here. Just hike down there and check it out. So we went down there and we're like, oh wow, this is a beautiful waterfall. And then we kept hiking. Oh, here's another one. And we went through it backwards because when we take people on the official Cascades hike, we bring them up from the bottom of the gorge. And so you can see the waterfalls as they're coming. Well, we were coming from the top. And so you couldn't see the next waterfall. You could hear it before you could see it. All you could see was a horizon line. And they just kept coming one after the other. And it was like these continual gifts from heaven. And uh, we just loved it. So I highly recommend it. We've got wonderful naturalists, and they'll take you on a great guided tour of it. And uh, it's definitely a must do. You know, it's so funny. Just this morning, I was riding the elevator with this lovely couple who said they just did the Cascades Gorge hike and they did it because so many people recommended it in season one. Yeah, it's such a beautiful and yet fragile ecosystem there. We offer guided hikes there, and that's the only way you can get the opportunity to experience is with one of our naturalists, which I find very valuable because it protects it so that everyone can enjoy it. But we do recommend doing it. Um, it's about a three-hour hike, and you learn so much more about the area and about the history than just seeing the actual gorge. So it's a wonderful experience, and uh, I encourage everyone to try it. So can you share maybe your favorite secret about the homestead? Something that you tend to realize once you're here in this place, but that no one would know without actually having visited. My favorite secret about the homestead is nighttime. When you live in the city, you don't realize that it never really truly gets dark. And when you're here, the mountains are so quiet and so peaceful. And the only light that you can see for miles is coming from the homestead. And it makes this warm, welcoming environment. And that's whether you're on the casino lawn, the east lawn, but anywhere outside around the homestead, I find this sense of peace at night that is just so relaxing and it makes it home for me. Yeah, and I'll have to agree with John on that. It's just being in nature. It's like when we first moved here, it just felt like, taking a step back in time in a good way, where it was like, life moves slower, 
There's no traffic. There's no stoplights in the whole county. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's just a wonderful place to be. And it's like, we've lived here seven years and even people we talk to who've lived there their whole life, they still appreciate that. That's something people will discover when they come here. They're just like, oh, we're, we're going to Bath County, go to the Homestead and you know, it's way out here somewhere or whatever. But you spend some time here, you start to realize how special a place this really is. And there's so much more to the county mm -hmm. than just the resort. So it's definitely worth coming back and getting an opportunity to, we call it getting off the ranch. But there's so many secrets in the county yeah. and uh, just wonderful places to go. Right, and the trails will take you there. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. <laughs> it's like, we have so many backcountry trails you can ride from here to Covington on single track mm -hmm. trails, backcountry single track trails and do a loop and douth it and come back. And you know, if you're up for all that kind of stuff, I did a ride on my birthday last year, rode from the brewery, went up, Delafield over Warm Springs Mountain and did a loop in Douthat and came back. Didn't you do the number of miles as your age? No, it was close. Though. Okay. Because yeah. okay. <laughs> I can't do the number of miles as my age. I might be able to do the number of miles as my daughter's age. Yeah, there you go. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the trails here, they'll take you anywhere you want to go. It's like the old way of traveling, right? You know, it's like horse and buggy, just now it's mountain bikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's all the time that we have for now. John, Seth, Thank you so much for being our guest today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Yep, glad to be here. Thanks. Learn more about Hidden Treasures at the Homestead by listening to our entire podcast series available at theomnihomestead.com slash podcast. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and many other podcast apps, or you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For exclusive offers on the Omni Homestead and other Omni hotels and resorts, sign up for Select Guest. The program rewards members with a simple way to earn free nights and access to exclusive offers. Plus, returning members enjoy perks like complimentary daily beverage and more. Beyond the Tower is a production of the Omni Homestead Resort in Hot Springs, Virginia. The title music, Welcome to My Homestead, is written and performed by David Hill. Our executive producer is Lynn Swan, our producer is John Kendall Royston, and your host is me, Jesse Bruton. Many thanks to all of our talented guests. For information about how to book your next stay, visit theomnihomestead.com. Mm -hmm.